0: It's Tuesday, August 8th, and this is Two Guys, Three Trends, the show where we hit you with the top trending topics on Google Trends. This is all presented by Avenue 4 Communications, a digital marketing and creative technology firm in Winnipeg and Montreal. Today on the show, we talk long weekends, somebody buys a street, pharmaceutical companies go up, and we are intergalactic bounty hunters. Let's get trending. guys three trends i'm kieran and i'm mac and we're back after a long weekend which feels real good i feel very rejuvenated i do too it was a uh, beautiful weather the whole weekend and uh you know saw some people saw some friends you were out of the cabin yeah i'm like a tomato i didn't put on sunscreen <laughs> you gotta put on sunscreen man. i did i did the friday night and uh saturday morning i went out on the jet ski and six hours later i was a tomato so <laughs> You know, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. It's, uh, I went and saw, uh, the there have been some free concerts for the Canada Games, which are happening mm-hmm. here in Winnipeg. And I saw the Crash Test Dummies, which uh, they had the song uh, Peter Pumpkinhead, which was on the Dumb and Dumber. Uh, it was part of the movie. Yep. And uh, they performed at the Symphony Orchestra here, and it was phenomenal. Wow. Huge crowd. It was like the whole city was there. Yeah, except for you, I guess. You, you yeah, I was the one guy. The I one didn't guy. The memo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a brilliant concert. It was really amazing. They sounded just like their album, and they haven't really released too much since the nineties. So. It's lots awesome fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun for sure. I'll have to go to the closing ceremony. Oh, they're gonna be big. Yeah, they're gonna be big. It's gonna be awesome. When is that? Next week. It's uh this coming weekend. Oh, well never mind. <laughs> Going into our first trend for today, this one's really interesting to me because uh, it's kind of—it's just a weird story. So, uh, in San Francisco, on Presidio Terrace, which is a very prestigious and uh, and wealthy street, uh, it's a privately owned street, and this street and their owners haven't paid taxes to the city since like the '80s, and. Because they never, and just, and when I say haven't paid taxes, they just haven't paid taxes on the street. Property taxes, probably. They they paid their own personal property taxes, but as a group, they technically, their homeowners association owned Mm -hmm. the street and they didn't, the homeowners association didn't pay the taxes. It was like $900 a year. Like it wasn't very much money. Yeah. uh, Actually, no, it was $14 a year. And uh, and the bills were being sent to an accountant who hadn't worked for the association since the 80s. So the debt grew to $994, and the street was put up for auction because it had been 30 years since they'd paid their $14 a year taxes. And now uh, this couple has purchased the street. They bought it for like $90,000, and they wanted to start charging people money for the... For parking on the streets, and the Homeowners Association is losing their mind. There's like 120 parking spaces, um, and uh, and these people have, have purchased them and they want to put it up. I, I just think it's it's really, really ridiculous. You know what I was just thinking about as we were, we were going over this and kind of reviewing this trend is, I was thinking to myself, yeah, that'd be great, I mean, they buy it for $90,000, they can monetize whatever the rights over, over the street. You know what would suck is if the city then sent them a bill for like $30,000 in two years because there has to be revisions made to the street or um, things have to be updated, lights have to be changed in street poles. Like, I don't think people realize how expensive infrastructure is in cities. That would be... Really unfortunate. Uh, I don't know if the it doesn't say if they're like responsible for like the infrastructure that say like runs under the street or anything yeah, like that. because like, like, that's possible. It, it could be possible. Uh, it's Tina Lam and Michael Chen and Cheng, and they're from San Jose. They've been looked. They they're real estate people, but uh, they're probably not quite as well to do as the people who buy houses on the street. Uh, asking prices for a house that sold last year on that street six point sixteen point nine million. Yeah, that's uh, senators diane feinstein and uh, house democratic leader nancy pelosi have lived on that street hmm. uh, so it's a it's a beautiful big street uh, with lots of huge expensive houses on it and uh yeah they're looking to start charging for parking spaces uh they're also uh, they're also yeah they're looking for charging for parking spaces maybe some sort of access they have a lot of options uh, for what they're going to do it toll, put a toll on the street. Actually, that would be ridiculous. Put Fifty cents every every time you come to your house. Yeah, it's there's just so many. It's so interesting. Uh, also, uh, another fact which the the Cheng and uh, Lam said was really interesting was that uh, in 1948, um, the Supreme Court ruled that there were seg or banned segregated neighborhoods, like neighborhoods that could be whites only. Yeah. Um, Presidio Terrace, up until that point, was whites only. And uh, the uh, Chang and Lam say, the more we dug into this, the more interesting it got. It, the more appealing the purchase was, as we found out about its history of, the history of the street. Yeah. So it's, a, well, it's true. It's really, it's really interesting. Jumping into our second trending topic for today, Tuesday. Uh, we're looking at Valiant Pharmaceuticals. They're a massive pharmaceutical country, uh, country, company, company, out of Canada. Uh, and they've reported better than expected quarterly profit because they say they expect to repay more than $5 billion in debt earlier than expected and uh, set their shares up 10%. Uh, their CEO, whose name is uh, Joseph Papa, <laughs> awesome, uh, took the helm in April 2016, He's been trying to rebuild the business, and uh, they've been trying to cut into their towering debt, which ballooned to nearly $30 billion. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of debt. Especially for just the Canadian sector of the company. Yeah, that's insane. So they've been paying it down. Uh, uh, They've managed to knock it down to $28.5 billion total. Well, it's still not healthy. But but they're they're looking at uh, more earnings over the next, uh, for the Mm 2017 forecast. Valiant actually, uh, Valiant's office is in uh, Laval, Quebec. Fairly close to our uh, Montreal office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're a, a French speaking office. They're uh, very much so a French French company, and uh, I think what we're going to see here with Valiant, it seems to kind of be the trends of pharmaceutical companies. People think it's a very get rich quick buy, and you will often see pharmaceutical companies go through big highs and big lows. Uh, and it's a pretty big cycle. Um, uh, you know, I think that stock was up to like $156 a share at one point. It's sitting around $20 now. Uh, I think we can see a lot of people inflating the price of that stock over the next two months if things keep going in, in the right direction. Yeah, and you know what? They've got a lot of, a lot of debt to pay off still. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't buy it. I I don't, but I mean, that's just me. I don't buy around the hype of the business. I buy around the yeah of the business and how healthy the actual financials are. Yeah, well, it looks like they've had a few good quarters like United under uh, Joseph Papa. Yeah, United's a great example, mm-hmm. right? Remember they had that huge um, huge issue earlier this year with the guy getting thrown off the plate and, um, you know, a bunch of people sold sold their shares in that stock. stock dropped like crazy. Blah blah blah. I would have looked at that as a great opportunity to buy a bunch of shares because the business as, as a whole is not any less valuable. Yeah. Uh, you know, something just happened that affected the you know like exterior pricing. I, I want to call it yeah, the actual business. Yeah. But the end when the core is still something that's you know, solid, foundationally exactly. could be solid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm not quite sure how much debt they're carrying, but Valiant uh, looking to uh, push their way through that. Uh, they're uh, on when, you know, just before this morning they were up 10.3% at 16.96 good for them and the third trend we've got for today is a bit of nerdy news which I'm kind of excited about too yep. uh, next month we're going to see the long awaited release of the new 2D Metroid game uh, Metroid Samus Returns uh, but it's also going to come with a new Metroid themed 3DS Uh, It's got Samus on the cover. Samus, intergalactic bounty hunter, uh, sweet armor, and uh, she hunts down criminal aliens across the universe and goes on adventures, solves puzzles, and uh, has been kind of a staple. She solves puzzles. Well, so what usually happens, it's it's part shooter, it's like a side-scroller, the 2D ones are. Side-scroller, you know, there's enemies there's enemies to shoot there's different power-ups to collect but to yeah. get the power-ups that help you uh, progress to the next area which could help you track down these uh alien scumbags that you're trying to get uh you have to uh, you know solve some puzzles do a little bit a little bit of thinking but it's very much you know action and fun uh super sci-fi series obviously uh but uh it's a part of a resurgence i think of samus because uh They've got... They revealed that Metroid Prime 4 is in the works for the Nintendo Switch. Nice. Uh, The Metroid Prime series being, like, the uh, three-dimensional 3D game for Samus. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, so seeing, like, a new version of that would be really good. The GameCube games were phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, yeah, now they've got a a new 3DS. It's going to be available September 15th, which is the same day that Metroid Samus returns hits the platform. I, I don't... You're not... You don't play a ton of video games. I uh, have not played a video game in a year. A whole year? Yeah, like Mm -hmm. I can honestly say I probably haven't touched a video game in a year. What was the last game that you played? Overwatch. Overwatch. And I actually got pretty into it for a little while. Like, I probably binged a bit. I really, really enjoyed it. It's a a really fun competitive shooter. It sucked me right in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's something about playing against other people, which is extremely satisfying. I liked the team aspect of Overwatch. Like, I very much liked... Um, the pushing on top of the car. Um, I was uh, a bastion. Yeah. I was a really good bastion too. People would often compliment me, which uh, which I really liked. <laughs> and uh, I I stopped playing right around when uh, Osera came out. Who's who, who's that new character at the time? I don't think there's been a new one since. Oh yeah, yeah. Ocera um, or the the hybrid of like. Know what I'm saying. Sniper Sni- healer. Is that what we're no, talking about? No, I'm totally thinking of the wrong girl then. She, she's got, like, four legs. Oh, yeah, that's recent. Yes. I always forget yeah. what her name is, though, because yeah. she's half robot, and yeah. that throws me... The name is hard to... if You know, judge us for what you will. I'm a huge nerd. Played Overwatch, I just cannot... Is it Osira? I think it is Osira. I think Osyraa. it's Osira. Yeah, we're not crazy. No. We're not crazy at all. Uh, Overwatch had a great bit of hype. I think... I think it's always, a, at least Nintendo's always been really good, uh, to jump back away from Overwatch, but to go back to Samus, Nintendo's always been really good at tying in, like, hardware marketing with yeah. releases, like, they have yeah. special editions for for everything, it's like, you get a new Legend of Zelda game coming up for the 3DS, you've got a new Th- Legend of Zelda case, like, there was the Nintendo Switch uh, special edition for the new Legend of Zelda as well, so... Uh, I mean, they're really good at tying in like their hardware promotions yeah. to things, and I, I, I think it generates. It's, Nintendo is all about like that whole the whole experience, the, you know, the whole not just the oh, yeah. We played a great game. Was Nintendo was the Switch as well, right? Yes, that was a big release for them this year. Yes, it was. They're uh, they're they're looking to grow a little bit. They had some had some rough times with the Wii U, but the uh, 3DS has always been really strong performer. Mm-hmm. I love my 3DS, and uh, the uh, Yes, The Metroid Prime 3DS looks pretty good. September 15th. If you're into Samus Aran. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Two Guys, Three Trends. This is all presented by Avenue 4 Communications, the digital marketing and creative technology firm in Winnipeg and Montreal. We love getting your call-ins here on Anchor. So give us a call-in. We want to put that out there. Hear your thoughts on the latest trending topics. And, of course, you can subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Overcasts, Google Play Music, Pocket Casts. Wherever you can find podcasts, we're probably at. Hit us up, 2guys3trends.com. We'll see you tomorrow.